these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joined with you in studio, Tony Scott I'm here And Carl Ease, fresh off a of visit from Duluth So I just recently saw you, didn't I? Yes, yes, you were, you were here for a little while But you ran away before the snow came Yes, on purpose, obviously. Uh, me and Eric Zimmerman traveled up there and traveled back there and back again. And a you hockey guys, tale. You guys had dinner without me and Peter? Well, no, Carl wasn't involved with that. He was driving back from North Branch. Oh, that was a secret yeah. meeting you guys went without mm-hmm. Carl. Mm-hmm. I, got uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I got it. Yeah, Carl was invited. Carl was not accepted. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, all of us... I, I, had some wacky games to see this weekend. I mean, Peter, Eric, you, Carl. Carl didn't see much wackiness. No, Carl got he's hockey starved. Still. Yes, you are. Yeah, you I'm are. Deprived. Carl, any thoughts on rough. like uh, postponements? You know, I think it had to happen. Um, much as you hate to see it, uh, I can't imagine driving you know back to Elk River or Andover last night after that uh, a game at. You know, ten, eleven o'clock at night. So it was probably the right choice, as unfortunate as it is. How much snow did you get? Uh, probably six to eight inches on the ground here, and then yeah, and thinking about yeah. driving in that, yeah, it'll be bad. Yeah. No, it it was bad, and I mean, I I can attest. Yeah, you can attest. Are you going to talk about how you fell down? No, no, no. I'm not going to. Let's let's talk about how Danny fell down. <laughs> yeah, how I bounced on the. Sidewalk at Bloomington Ice Garden? No, we don't need to say that. You just did. Okay. Well, we're moving on. <laughs> All right. So let's talk. Are we going to talk before Class A? We're we going to talk about some of the takes of section play. We're we going to get into Class A right away. You? Uh, what do you want? Let's... I'll, I'll give you my takes. Okay. Okay. So sure. Some overall overarching takes. Uh, there were a few attempts at end of game shenanigans. You know, let's ruin our you know our pristine high school careers with a fight at the end of it. We had a couple attempts. Simley Minnehaha was close to going down. You were at the Prior Lake Holy Family that was close to going down. Uh, Burnsville and St. Thomas didn't end in a very friendly manner, and neither did Grand Rapids Duluth East. Um, but no. Nothing made the internet. Let's just say that way, right? Yeah, nothing made made the, made the uh, local news. Yeah, like K- Benilde. MSP. Yeah, yeah. Just we don't need that. Was it Benilde, <laughs> EP, Jefferson? Yep. Yeah, Holy Angels, and it was EP versus somebody else like that. No, but why Zeta and and Tonka almost oh, went yeah. down? Too oh yeah, oh yeah. I was at that. I was at that That was close. <laughs> that was close. All right, so none of that happened. We had the snow. We mentioned that. There were no major upsets this past week. There were a couple ones that went down, but I don't think those ones were going to be major factors. Warroad and Albert Lee, I don't think those were semifinalist type of teams. No. That went down. But, I mean, this is compared to, like, a couple of years ago when you had me on the phone listening to Riley Tufty lose. You know? <laughs> and an hour, two hours before that, 
but Nils, but Nils got got beat. We didn't have any of that. No, no excitement. No. Well, there was excitement. Don't yes. don't hide hide that fact. We saw an exciting a game. Great at first. game. We did see a great game yesterday. No doubt about it. Uh, we'll get to that one later. Later. Um, let's talk about we announced our our staff's player of the year. Speaking of those, Eric and Peter and Carl and Danny. Uh, we had our roundabout on who the player of the years were. We came out with them on Friday. Danny, uh, any of your favorites uh, do well yesterday? Uh, any 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 thoughts on the player of the year selections? Well, uh, first off, uh, it's unfortunate that nobody, if you didn't see Jake Sites play, you haven't seen Jake Sites play because they lost to um, Greenway. Virginia lost to Greenway on Friday night, and – Carl, correct me if I'm wrong. He was playing every other shift, every yep. every other shift on that other shift. Like he was playing maybe every shift, right? Yeah, I would say probably got uh, over 30 minutes on in this game. How easy, easy over 30 minutes. And I mean, like it was really like a question: how much Gatorade can one person drink, and how many bananas? Can get like, like cramps are happening whether it's on the bus or on the ice type of thing. But he was, would you say he was all the player of the year candidate that we thought he was? Is you know, Carl? Yeah, I, I would say definitely. He had a great game. He was all over the place. He was the reason Virginia was had a lead midway through the game and was looking pretty competitive for a long time. Uh, we also had Garrett Worth was on the list. Do you want to talk a little bit about Garrett and his career up in, in Duluth, Carl? Sure. So uh, G- Garrett's uh, a, a unique player. He's just a pure goal scorer. And you know, these types of players don't come around all that often. But, but when you have them, they're, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Cause they just always find themselves in the right place at the right time. Uh, they make things out of nothing, just, you know, a little space, and they'll find the back of the net and you know, Garrett, on a historic goals pace this year, you know, he's, he has the most goals by any player since Dave Spihar. Uh, he's going to end up in some pretty select company on some all-time lists at East, too. So, very deserving of this nomination. He's got a mustache going, too. He's got a mustache going, and he wears checkerboard vans with lace-ups. <laughs> yep. <laughs> would hang out nicely. Uh, I had fun doing the interviews uh, with all five of the players. Uh I think Sammy Walker's my new best friend. Uh, <laughs> after after the interview, we sat and talked with Peter and I for about a half an hour, and he's about as nice a kid as you're you're ever going to meet. And uh, if he's a Mr. Hockey finalist, he will represent make a Mr. Hockey winner. He will represent the state well. Um, I think we'll talk more about Matt Gleason's play in a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think you put it to me correctly, Tony. Like you said, who is the best player on the ice? Uh, Gleason. You know, and every time that we every, leave a Gleason game. Every time you leave the building, you say, who is the best player on the ice? That's Matt Gleason. And I think I wrote I wrote his – well, Peter wrote a couple of the bios. I wrote a couple of the bios. When I wrote his, I'm like, he's, he's not very tall. Yes, I just said it. Uh, he's not a pretty skater. Yes, I just said it. You know, I, all the things that people say about Matt Gleason, it does not matter. If you're the best player on the ice you're and, and your team is a fifth-rated team in the state – Unanimously by every pollster, yeah, you're a player of the year finalist on our website. Well, it, and I think what was important for us when choosing Gleason is no other player made more of an impact in Class 2A hockey this year than Matt Gleason. Yep, and no other player. 
it's funny. I was talking. I was talking to Sammy Walker. We're going through all the candidates. He goes, "You're right." <laughs> he said, "He goes, that's a great choice because he knows that that kid is the kid you got to stop when it comes to treatment." And why is that a bit yesterday? Yeah. Ass off to them. We'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later. And then the last um, one on the list was Brad. Or I mean, yeah, Brad. Brad. Sorry, Carter Rancliffe. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, Brad is what he used. That was one of the questions, the 15 questions was, uh, if cha- yeah, if you could change your name to anything, what would you change it? He goes, Brad. I was like, where did that come <laughs> Insert from? Insert generic white guy name. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, if you didn't notice on the segment, there was about a half second pause like, did he just say Brad? He did. All right, moving on to the next question. <laughs> I don't know how to attack this. I can't get that. <laughs> okay, uh, he left me speechless for like a half a second. <laughs> anyway, well done, here's Carter. Brad. He had, he looked, I told him this afternoon, I'm like, you know, Carter, you look like a third grader last year when I interviewed you. You've actually grown into a, you know, and he was very, con- last year he wasn't very confident. You know, he's been through the dream state. He's been through a ton of interviews yep. in the state tournament. He's matured into a really nice young man, and we're glad to have him on our final list. So, and and, and I, could a- told all the, I told all the award winners, even Sites and Gleason, who have now since lost, if you go to the state tournament and you write the story for your team, I don't care if Sammy had a better regular season. If you... If your team wins the state title, you're our player of the year. I mean, it's, it's for you to win, you know. Yeah. It's not like Casey the last two years. Yeah. It was between Casey and Riley Tufty. Riley Tufty didn't make it. Casey's our player of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Rightfully so. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's switch into some Class A action. There was plenty of it. Plenty of it. Um, let's start down south first. Class A, Section 1A hockey. Had a little bit of an upset. In the semifinals, we see Elbert Lee go down to Rochester Lords, the five seed. So Rochester Lords on an upset spree of two right now. Um, they beat Elbert Lee three to two. Um, pretty good win by um, the Eagles there. And really, like we said before, we don't don't see Elbert Lee going that far maybe if they made it to the tournament, but they had a very good season going. Right, right. I, I think it's an upset, but it doesn't really, as far as the overall landscape of state tournament, it's not an eye-opener. No. Yeah, um, and what what the- Lords had going for them is that they're battle-tested. You know, Their record doesn't look very good, but they played probably the hardest schedule of any team in 1A this season, so that, that definitely helps them playoff time. Yeah, forgot to mention, they do play a tough schedule. They at least play, you know, Catholic schools, you know, outside of that area. And I think that's the product of former coach Josh Spaniel, who mm-hmm. just, he, you know, he's an elite league coach, and he lined up, he lines up Murderer's Row to get his kids prepared for second play to get his team into the state tournament. He doesn't care. He didn't care what the record was. No. And I think that might be the reason this is paying off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good take, Carl. Um, on the they will play Mankato East, who beat Minnesota River three to one. That fell into suit, um, kind of mm-hmm. as well. Minnesota River, Carl's favorite school. That was, you know. Oh my gosh! Every still, still prefer the old name. On the Minnesota, every school is on the Minnesota River. St. Thomas Academy is on the Minnesota River. Burnsville, Burnsville's on the Minnesota Chocopee. River. Chocopee. <laughs> We're gonna have them all. <laughs> Their co-op is. Deep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um, we will save our pickums. We'll do a mega pickums at the end. But the Eagles will play. What? Mankato East. What is Mankato East's mascot? Cougars. Cougars. Sorry, my bad. Cougars and Scarlet. They'll play the Cougars in Section One A. Moving on to Section Two A. 
Um, the top side of the bracket, since the, we're still in semifinal action, um, semifinals will happen on Tuesday, and that's predicted Tuesday. This isn't a yep. rescheduled Tuesday. Yep. Orno will play Minneapolis, which should be a fun game at parade because that is Minneapolis home ice. And how many Minneapolis students show up is going to be a question mark. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> could, I bet there will be a lot of Southwest students there. A lot of Southwest. We'll say that. Uh, almost the entire team is from Southwest. <laughs> Do not be bitter about this, Tony. I'm not bitter. It's, it's, the time will come. Okay. The time will come. The Southwest will rise again. Yes. <laughs> Um, and Minneapolis, or Southwest, as Tony calls it, beat Orono this year, so that is an interesting matchup on that. On the bottom side of the bracket, um, Breck beat Delano in the famous You Cannot Ride a Tiger and You Can Ride a Mustang yep. um, win that Danny predicted there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, slide that in, too, don't you? Well done. Well done. <laughs> and they will play Mounds um, West Saka, who beat Bloomington Kennedy 8 nothing. Um, this is all trending towards a mound. Or no final, what it looks like right now. But I see some upsets possibly happening. Uh, yeah, this has always been a goofy section. I still still think my Southwest boys can go all the way. I I won't doubt that either. They have some good players there. All right. 3A. 3A had a little bit of a rescheduling issue, so they'll play tomorrow night, Monday, this yeah. being Sunday. Laverne will play Hutch in the 1-4 matchup, kind of as predicted there. Yeah. And Marshall will play Litchfield in the 2-3 matchup. So not really much. Not much to report there. Yep. Um, we'll move quickly past that. Matamidi wins, and they will play Northfield, who beat St. Paul Johnson. Northfield, I am high on Northfield yes, right are. now. They return leading scorers from last year's team that made it to the state. And you know what? When you smoke Northfield, it's it's legal in the state of Minnesota. Oh, Jesus. Because you're so high on them. All right? <laughs> right? Okay, Dad. <laughs> let's let's say those.
when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, okay, well, don't need to look at that Twitter feed anymore. And no. Once it gets <laughs> the three goals and the favorites up, just, just tune out. Off. And if you tune back in because it's tied, hey, tune back in hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing. But um, hats off to Alex in the bottom side of the back of the bracket. They um, they beat Fergus Ball 6-2, which is a pretty good win. And then they drummed, really, Sartell. Like, they were up that whole game, it felt like, when I was watching that score, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what, when I was watching it on Twitter. And they, they went up and didn't look back, beat them 4 nothing, And now the second final, Cathedral Alex, should Which be a is, very good one. Yeah, but granted, uh, Ben Dory did not play in their meeting in December, the game we broadcasted in Alexandria. Should be a completely different game. I think the score is like seven to one. In that yeah, that, game. It was that's ugly. A, yeah. It will be a tight game, but I still think it's a two-goal St. Cloud win. I can't look at Tony right now, Carl, because he's looking at me. He's wearing two glasses, and he's looking at me above the glasses right yeah. now. <laughs> he looks really good too. Three Without different layers of vision. Really good. Can <laughs> Um Seven A. Carl and I can talk about this for a little bit. Hermantown beats International Falls six nothing, and uh, did International Falls have a chance in this game, Carl? Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they did not. It, it was, and this is a classic bad seating. Yeah, should have been seated differently. Should have been. It should have been hitting at the five seed or something like. It, yeah. It just, to the Falls credit, they beat Dunfeld. Yes. Yes. Uh, we will. In double overtime, or what? How many overtimes did you have to spend? A lot on? of overtime. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent I spent about about an hour with uh, two thousand of my closest friends in the Heritage Center lobby waiting for those two overtimes <laughs> to play out. But yeah, so you think so you were the Elk River lobby? Yeah, right. the Elk River lobby, Carl. Come on, don't <laughs> complain. Um, but it was cool to see some Morocco jerseys for the first time in my life. So that was kind of a highlight there. But really, um, International Falls' only shots were from the blue line <laughs> when they were dumping it in. <laughs> so, Town kind of took away on this one. Um, and then Greenway beat Virginia 5-1, uh, to one, really when the fourth goal went in, it, and it was just a fluky goal, just a shot that went over Kribbick's, like back, and it really wasn't even close. And, and then... Virginia just lost all their steam. But for a first period, Virginia was skating with them pretty well, right, Carl? Yeah, first period and a half, really. They were they went up one yeah. nothing. They were uh, forechecking hard, but uh, I think they sort of ran out of steam toward the end. And credit to Greenway, because they only rolled two lines, too, but they were very well conditioned. And once they started getting their forecheck going, they were very tough to beat. Two, uh, did they play their third line, Carl? Not at all. There's the, there's the occasional extra forward spotted in, but there was no third line. Never saw the ice. It's funny. I, I had these guys when they were peewees, uh, Tremblay and Miller and Beckett, those guys that when they were peewees, and they played eleven kids. So they're used. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been playing. Yeah. They've been playing this way the whole time. Yeah. Yep. So, Nothing new. Nothing new. Um, but hats off to Greenway. They will play Hermantown then on Wednesday, right? Yeah, yep. Wednesday at Amsor. Um Moving to 8A, Warro gets upset by Thief River Falls, who squeaked that one over Lake of the Woods. So um, that's worth noting. Lake of the Woods was very close. Yeah. Uh, which probably Lake of the Woods is the last chance for a while. 
They graduate. They're yes. Both of their scoring. Yes. Um, and then, but Wara was the number one seed. Thief was the four seed. Loses six to four. They will play East Grand Forks, who kind of rolled over Crookson in the night game. 6-1. Like six that. one. It, and I was trying to like I looked at that on Twitter, and it was like four to one. And I said, okay, bet time it That's is. Cool bet. <laughs> and so. Um, should be an interesting final. It will be played at the Garden, so neither one of them gets home ice advantage on this one. No, I, I still like East Grand. We'll get to that later and pick them, but mm-hmm. they're playing some good hockey right now. They are playing good hockey. I like East Grand as well, but we'll get back to that. Yep. Okay, that's Class A in a nutshell. All right, uh, we'll move on to our red-black player of the week. Speaking of Class A, we had a winner came from a Class A game last night. Let's see what is it. Carter Hansen, Carter Hansen for Mount West Tonka, scored two goals, two assists, and an eighth of rip victory over Wilmington Kennedy. Good job, Carter. Uh, Red Black League, uh, it's doing quite well since our advertising. They are getting lots and lots of interest from players from all over the state. That's fun. Uh, They know that maybe it's through advertising or through just reputation. This is a league where... Lots of high school hockey players will come and play uh, if they're multi-sport athletes or if they're just looking for a way to, you know, get some games in between the season. So, you know what I just realized? What's that? The Rochester team did make the section final. Yeah, did you say it? Oh, part of our, why? (laughs) Because I may have ran my mouth about a Rochester team. Oh, yeah, they made a section final. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Yeah, no, yeah. And they'll be playing on home ice. Yeah. Not technically home ice because Lourdes plays at Graham Arena, but and Mayo plays at Graham, right? I no, I know that Century plays at Graham. They play Century Graham four, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know where Mayo plays. I think they may play both. I have no idea. Sorry, I, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head on that one. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're uh, talking about arenas. We're gonna talk about arenas, right? Let's talk about arenas. Let's talk about some arenas. So <laughs> today's middle segment comes to you as a result of going to lots of arenas during section play. Section play is some of the funnest games you'll see during the season. Um, So we put together what's the ideal arena based on proximity, based on the size of the rink, and and because of the size, is it too big or too small? Uh, And then that generates great environment for section play. So our top three, our, our number three rink that we think is the best for viewing is the MAC, and it's not just because of the French fries. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's a great proximity. All of the schools in 6A are fairly close. Granted, Alexander is not super close, neither is Fergus. Two-sided rink. But it's a two-sided rink. Good parking. Great. The best parking in the state. I mean, literally, you can park 10 feet from the front door. Um, then you got the next one would be the 8AA scenario. I think I love that one. You can play on your home ice all the way through the semifinals, and then they fairly rotate the section final to a spot that's a good proximity for each player, each team, and it's going to be a good rink. It's going to be a good facility for to pack in a lot of people for some great environment. So that's number two. And then our number one venue is Parade Ice Garden, where I grew up playing, uh, for the 2A. It's It's got two sides. It's close. Parking at Parade is really good. It's easy yeah. to get to from 394. You just zip down 394 and... All these schools are right on 394, Yeah. Um, so it's pretty easy to get to. It's probably hardest to get to from Southwest, believe it or not. Yeah. You've got to go through Linden Hills, and it's not easy, or you can get on 100, whatever. It's, it's, but the rest of it's pretty easy to get to. But great venue, and it's had some just epic section finals in that building. 
and just some great overtime wins over the last 10 or 15 years since they started putting it there. So those are the ones that we like. Now we have a bunch that we don't like. Are we ready? Yeah. So we're going to combo combo platter, two double-A and six double-A. Mariucci is, what you call it for the show, a mausoleum? Yeah. The, too big? The mausoleum by 3M presented by yeah. Mariucci. Too <laughs> big. It, it's got to get moved to a different venue to make that an exciting game. Here, here's the thing. It, it, on the Seven Wonders of the World, there was a mausoleum. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I wanted to go there. No, no, it's too big, too big. Um, that's one of them. Uh, any thoughts on where two double A and six double A could move? Ritter, Ritter. I think you could move it to Ritter and then, and then clear the building. Yeah, it has to be clear. Or play them on. Go ahead, Carl. I'm just saying, you have to clear that building. Yeah, you can't do a double header in any other arena in, in, in the metro, really, with those two teams, other than Mary Uchier. Or the X, yeah, I guess. It's, it's proven when you go to a Schwan Cup game, which is about the equivalent, you know, because nobody's, everybody's off school. It's a good Schwan Cup game, like the Tonka Edina game. Yeah, that place was close to full, and it was hard to get in, and, and that's kind of what we're looking for for section finals. Great atmosphere. Now it's got decent parking, but you got to pay ten bucks for it. So it's, a, it, you know, it's a, eh, I don't like to pay ten bucks for parking. Okay. When you got to pay ten bucks to get in. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. like now let's start adding up. The, you know, how we steal any money? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Next venue would be. This is the one that is my hot button, which would be seven A at Amsoil. Um, you have a venue right in the middle of seven A um, that's that's close to pretty much every one of them, and it's probably the most beautiful building I think in the state, and that would be Hibbing Memorial Building. And Randy from up north hockey, who came down to the metro, yep. and I was talking to Randy had a good point. Like, they all, it's close to everybody. And if Hibbing's playing, Randy's from Hibbing. He's like, move it to Duluth then. You yeah. know, like, move it out of here. You know, like, we're okay with that. Like, But, you know, just rotate it, do something. But Hibbing Memorial is can fit everybody. It, it's closest to everybody. And the best thing is, everybody on the range would go to the game. It's funny, in our Player of the Year interviews, uh, Matt Gleason chose Hibbing Memorial as his favorite barn, and Jake Seitz basically acknowledged that it was the best barn in the state, but he, because they're such a rival of Virginia, he picked Grand Rapids as the barn. <laughs> so, and I think that's another plot possible place for a hosting venue would be Grand Rapids. It's not easy. To, it, would, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. It wouldn't fit in our top three because of proximity. It's not really close to anything uh, in the section. But it's a great venue. Can I raise my hand here, Carl, and just state for the, the court here that it is terrible to get out of Grand Rapids when it's a big game? It's, yeah, it is miserable. You may spend five hours trying to get out of that parking lot and up, down that one road. But, uh, yeah, the one know, road scenario really hurts. And I've had that problem with Greenway Grand Rapids games. He's had that problem with East Grand Rapids games. It's not the court, ideal. The court acknowledges your your question okay, okay. and, and we'll put yeah. a, fold, a folder next to your resume. Okay, that's okay. what it's going to get. All right, uh, next up, huh. this this is the goopy one. This is three double A uh, plays its semifinals at Veterans and had moved it to Ritter for years, which was fine. It was yeah, a great venue. Ritter's okay, and it doesn't fill Ritter, but, you know, it still feels – uh, final game should feel important that you're going to this race. 
Correct. Yeah. Correct. They're going to Braemar this year. I figure if you're moving to Braemar, why would you move it out of your section proximity when Veterans is right there? And Veterans is a, a great facility. Two-sided rink. It's not going to be sold out. I'm sorry. 3AA just does not get 3AA would sell out Veterans. Probably, depending who's playing. It would sell out Veterans. Depending who's playing. Uh, St. Thomas isn't going to be bring a huge, huge crowd. I mean, St. Thomas didn't sell out Aldridge when we were Class A, so... I was at the semifinal last year, Jefferson and Burnsville. There was no seats to be found. And both, but both of those schools do travel well. Yeah, so I, and it was a big game for both schools. Yeah. But this that was a section semi. Section final, it's like double, doubles in size. That mm-hmm. place would be packed. It would look a lot like parade looks for a two-way final. That's why I like yeah, that call yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. veterans. I, I'm not arguing with it. Saves me money on parking. Um, but it, I, I just... I don't know. I like the fact you want to go to a rink that feels important. I, I think of when I think of my the section finals when I was in high school, and maybe you can attest to this, Carl. Um, we played at Aldrich, and I still remember you got to walk up the hill, and then you get to the rink, you pay at the ticket booth. Aldrich is just a cool yeah. rink, oh, yeah. and, and then you go there, and it's a huge rink, and you're like, oh my god, like they're on this side, like well, there's enough spots for us to stand. There's gonna be a band here. It, I mean, the deck kind of had that same mentality, right, Carl? Yeah, and actually, uh, when Danny was up here on Friday night, we took a moment just to peek into the old deck. The door was open, and look at that old arena. And I, I still miss the old deck, because I think for a, a big uh, section playoff game, that that was superior to Amsoil in terms of the atmosphere, maybe not in terms of the you know the, the aesthetics and the <laughs> some of the other nice features that come with the new building. But uh, and you, you can uh, pack that building in, get pretty good sight lines with the elevated seats and then you know, the student sections yelling across the, uh, the ice at each other. That was as much fun as you could ever have in this extra playoff game. So, Carl, correct my memory. i got a really bad memory now that I'm north of 50, but when we interviewed White Amat back in the bowels of the Amsoil, wasn't mm-hmm. the deck, like, right next door? It is. Yeah, they're, they're attached. I think if we had gone we through went, that tunnel, we went into there and looked there. at it, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. We did, yeah. Kind of cool, it's really kind of cool. Yeah. Well, the, mm-hmm. there was no ice in there at that, that. Yeah, no. there's no ice right it's now. I know. But the way Carl said, like where the student section sits in the deck, that just makes it a really cool atmosphere because then the student sections aren't in the way of everybody, right? And, and, and then they're, but they're also engaged. Because really, a good section final has engaging student sections. That's what's made four double A last couple of years really good because mm-hmm. you know he'll brings a good crowd and when it's a big game and then Stillwater was all over the place. If you watch the um, Kate's goal, like Stillwater like filled yeah, up the whole section at, at yeah. Aldridge. So anyways, we'll Speaking move on. Speaking of Aldridge, we would propose to get rid of Aldridge as a venue when Hill Murray is playing that section final. They should just not, yes. you should not be in your home building. Just bar none. Agree with that, Carl? Uh, I, I love Aldridge so much in the playoff venue, but, yeah, you really shouldn't be playing <laughs> games on, on the same rank that you've played on for you know, t- 10 to 15 games in the regular season, too. And have a locker room. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so haven't they made Hill use the other one? Yeah, Yeah, they they have made them do that, but still. Mm-hmm. I, I, enough said. Okay, and, and they take down the banners and everything, and it's like, 
just like there's a dust like circle where the banner was. Yeah. (laughs) So we we agree on that one. And then five. This is the last one. Five double A is like Maple Grove, Blaine, Centennial, Champlain, Champlain, Anoka. Why are they playing in White Bear Lake, Maplewood area? It doesn't make any sense at all. The proximity is terrible. The venue's fine. The venue's okay. But like they could find great. a better venue to play in a, a rotate, or they could play at Ritter. I think Ritter would be the yeah. best location. Ritter's ideal. I mean, okay, can we talk about the Coliseum for two seconds? The Coliseum yeah. fit everybody. We're done. It was a two terrible two ring. Seconds. It yeah, was a awful. terrible ring. The sight lines were god-awful. And, yeah. and if you want to argue with that with me, like, I have pictures on my phone, okay? I can show you how bad the seats were. And I was sitting in the best seat of the house. You're sitting straight on. You can't see anything. You're sitting on the side. You're, like, getting pucks shot at you. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best. <laughs> cool kind of building, but... Oh, yeah, it was... But it, not ideal. It's a cow palace, okay? Yeah, it, <laughs> well, it is. It's literally, that's where they have the horse cow show. <laughs> Fair, so... Let's let's just be honest. You're here. trying to be funny there. You were actually stating fact. I'm stating a yep. fact. It's a it's a it's a dog and pony show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, that wraps up our venue segment. Well, let's switch back to some class double A chatter before we get into mega picks. Okay. Um. So one double A got rescheduled to Tuesday. I don't know why I think it rescheduled to Monday. So that's a little weird, but. Fell in the form of, uh, with a little bit of scariness. Um, so, Rock, uh, Lakeville North will play Owatonna in the 1-4 matchup. Predictable there. Um, and then Lakeville South, I think it was double overtime for Mayo? Yeah. <laughs> yep. But a shot yep. for Tilden, oh. 60 to 12 <laughs> yeah. or some crazy number. Yeah, it, it was one-sided, but still, that's, Scary. that's a session game. That's a, that's a uh, that's Twitter a, refresher. Yeah. Refreshing, like, oh, oh Lakeville South going down to Mayo? That's, you find the person that's really tweeting from that game, and you just, like, okay, we're going to follow you for, like, ping you for two seconds. Notifications on. That's what I do. And then when it's over, notifications <laughs> off. I do Bye. not need to hear about baseball season now. No. <laughs> um, but they will play Rochester Century, who rolled over Rochester John Marshall. Um, I've still yet to actually, Carl, this is a weird question. Why is Rochester John Marshall a school? Like, why did they name it John Marshall? Does anybody know that? Uh, no. Supreme Court justice? Yeah, justice. No idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. do they have any ties to Rochester? No. Okay. Well, uh, why is it Teddy Roosevelt? High yeah. Well, Thomas he's a Edison. Pre- he's a president. Kennedy have any ties to Bloomington? I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thomas Jefferson lived in Bloomington, didn't he? Yeah. I thought he did. Mm-hmm. Right just, next door to, they were neighbors with the Kennedys. I'm, I'm okay with presidential, okay. like, high All schools, right. but John Marshall just seems like a really, like, weird one to, like, Draw a curveball as one of the three schools in Rochester. How about Thomas Edison in, in Minneapolis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he invented his light bulb there and everything else. Menlo Park? North. North. Northeast. <laughs> Northeast Menlo yeah, Park. Park, yeah. Well, sorry. That's just a little. Always just bothered me. Um, okay. To 2AA, um, Minnetonka. Boy, did we get off the rails quickly. <laughs> if you want to know what happens before the show, that yeah, is it's kind of a good uh, a little taste right there. <laughs> um, anyways, Minnetonka play, uh, um, beat Chaska 4-1, to one, 
in a pretty close game until Bobby Brink scored a shorthanded goal. Um, Carl, you were listening to this, and we were at the third period. Um, what was the kind of takeaways on the radio? Yeah, so Minnetonka you know, went up 2 nothing fairly quickly. They were in good control of the game, but then all of a sudden, you know, Chaska popped one and they got a power play. And so, suddenly you feel like, oh, you know, they, they hung around for long enough, this game might shift, but Brink's shorthand goal, like you said, was what really you know, took the air out of the building, and then after that, Minnetonka kind of went into, into cruise control and got the win, win the expected win. Go ahead. Everybody describes that Bobby Brink goal as, like, Bobby found something out of nothing. It was, was like the he sniped that like top shelf and water bottle flew off and so it, it was apparently a really really good goal but mm-hmm. um, Chaska on the power play might be one of the deadliest teams in the state yeah and they had their chances yeah this would be an ironic take on the game so uh, Dave Snugger the coach of Minnesota, uh, Chaska okay can I stop yeah. you right there why does Snuggy go out on the ice during timeouts and like talk to his team. It's Dave. It seems weird. Dave, that's Dave. Okay. Dave wants to see their face. The head coach was Dave. <laughs> okay. Dave wants to see the face of the players. Okay. He's just really. That's he fine. He's a roll up the sleeves guy. Dave doesn't use a whistle during practice. He whistles with his lips <laughs> like that. He's just a different cat. I'm telling you, well, one of the best you'll find out there. What was weird because so in the he did it in the Ian Curry game and I noticed it, and then he did it in the Tonka game, but then he started walking over to the ref on the oh, yeah. ice. Oh, oh was, yeah, oh yeah. Like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. get back, get back, please, get back. Yeah, Dave's got two masks. One is a a uh, Birkenstock wearing free lover. Yeah, he's, he's everything's laid back. He's wearing a and hoodie on put, the bench. And then he puts the, the when the game happens. It's like Dr. Jekyll. It's like, Whoa! like a tiger. Out there. So here's an interesting take. I think that's an interesting take. Yeah. So Bobby Brink's dad, Andy, and Dave are, were neighbors in Chaska. Okay. Good friends. They run a school called Breakaway Academy in Chaska. Bobby attended it, and Bobby basically left Chaska and ripped the heart out of Chaska. And a lot of those kids on Chaska – uh, attended school with him, and he played with his youth, and he just ended their season. I just think it was just a weird dichotomy there. Yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, not fun to watch, but it's just interesting to see all this stuff. Well, and we talked about on the last show like weird, you know, section games that have like venues that are like played by the same team, you know, and rivalry games. Right, yeah. the shared rink, shared. They share their lives together. These these families and these kids did, and they're playing yesterday in a game. So yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. On the bottom side of the bracket, um, Holy Family won going away against Pryor Lake. This was a snoozer of a game. I don't game. think that game was ever close when I was there. I actually first first I left. seven minutes were interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was first seven minutes, and then it was like, okay, Holy Family's in control. In control. Um, once they went up five to one, I. I got out of there. Yeah. I had to get home and do some writing, get, get this article built that Peter and I worked on all day yesterday. Yeah, and it got a little cheap at the end, and it was just like, okay, we'll send it. Didn't need to see it. All Didn't right. Didn't need to see it. Um, so Tonka will play Holy Family on Wednesday at Mariucci. As mentioned before, they will play the night game at Mariucci, by the way. Yeah. Um, going to 3AA, St. Thomas stomped Burnsville 9-2. Yep. Um, Carl, what happened at the end of this one? Um, I don't know. I wasn't listening to it. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh. That, I thought that you said something before Either the show. STMA game. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, we'll okay. get to that in 8AA 
Well, there was kind of a little fracas. Peter was telling me that there okay. was a little fracas in the game with 40 seconds left in the game. The refs basically just called it. Oh, okay. It was, it was running time, and they just kind of let sorry, it run itself sorry, out. And then Eastview beat Rosemont 4 nothing. Yes. Um, and Eastview had beat them both times in the season, so that wasn't necessarily surprising. But Eastview kind of had to get through a sneaker of uh, Jefferson. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Jefferson uh, it tied it. Fourth. Yeah, Je- well, Jefferson was up, and then and then Eastview was up for most of the game, and then in the third period, uh, Jefferson tied it again, and then like 30 seconds later, Bordy, Nate Bordson came down and scored to go up 5-4. He's their and, top player. Yeah, yeah, top scorer, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he he uh, he makes it five four and and to be honest Jefferson had a couple chances late in the game but none were that were like square on pipe shots or puck, pucks bouncing they had a couple chances but nothing nothing great nothing, nothing memorable yeah um, but so, interesting note if East you can beat St Thomas Academy that would mean they would have beaten both of the Frank Brimsick Award winners they just beat and back to back and back to back games that's a pretty good. Fair. Yeah. I mean, good pretty take. good, uh, good resume take. builder. Good take. So. Okay. Four double A. Saw White Bear Lake sneak by Roseville is what I kept reading on Twitter, which is really weird for White Bear. For or is two. Roseville better? No, it's not weird at all. I think <laughs> Roseville. I think Roseville's better than uh, people are giving uh, team him yeah. some credit for. Yeah, they, they came out strong at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Who did they tie? They tied Creighton? They beat Stillwater? They beat Stillwater. Stillwater. There you go. Yeah, one of those. Um, And so they will, White Bear will play Tartan as the semifinal on Tuesday. Tartan, who sneaks away with a three overtime shocker. Oh, not shocker. They were over Moundsview. Moundsview, three overtimes. Um, So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good game, two to one, or I don't know. They're going to have to play White Bear. I still think White Bear is a stronger team. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Stillwater beats uh, North St. Paul 6-Rip. They will play Hill Murray, who had a close game with Irondale 4-2. Yep, a lot yeah. closer than I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I had I had, I had had Irondale as a, as a top 4-5 seed. Yeah, I think those are better than 7. Now, Carl... Is there any team in this section right now that you would you would bet money on? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think you know White Bear is the best team, but of course we never bet money on White Bear. We've learned not to do that. Um, Hill is dangerous, but this isn't a great Hill team. And then Stillwater has been kind of hot and cold. Sure, they can pull an upset every now and then, but you know, not isn't a great Stillwater team. So no, I'm not comfortable betting on anyone here. I got an interesting t- white bear take that has nothing to do with high school hockey. Is it like why are they named white, white bears? <laughs> white bear square A team won the district title last Sunday, okay. and they went up to Fargo. We thought that was like a sneaky team that could go all the way. They'd beaten Stillwater, who's in the final four today. So what? They lost in the first round of Fargo. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, they literally, they were one of the top ten teams in the tournament, and they lost in the first round. I'm like, hmm. 
sounds familiar from White Bear Lake. <laughs> first round of the tournament. Tradition of excellence. Tradition mm-hmm. of losing in the first round. So, anyway. a terrible person. I know, I know. <laughs> we we kick White Bear a lot, but they have a really good team this year. And yeah. We yep. hope to see them in state. It would be awesome to see them in state. It would be great to see them on Friday. Oh, wouldn't it be? Ooh. It would be unbelievable. What's harder, winning 18 in a row or losing 18 in a row? I don't know. Ask Herman Town that. They had that, they had that streak. <laughs> Seven in a row, was it? Seven in a row? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on to 5AA. Centennial had a close game with Anoka. Uh, 4-0. They kind of pulled away. Uh, it was one to nothing going into the third or something they, like they that. They limped to victory. So, okay, <laughs> thank you. Anoka with a strong win over Champlin. 5 nothing <laughs> to get to the semifinals, so hats off to Anoka there. And to give Centennial a game, you know, who they tied earlier in the season, so it wasn't, you know, necessarily a surprise. On the bottom side of the bracket, Blaine kind of slipped by Spring Lake Park, but they couldn't get by Maple Grove. Um, Maple Grove's scoring some goals right now, which could be interesting in the section final. You know, it would be great. And and, and I I like both teams. Yeah. Uh, follow both associations going all the way up. But wouldn't it be great if Maple Grove could win this game? Just from this perspective of, of the forum, the forum – and tweets, everyone just ripping on Maple Grove. They never have success at the high school program, you know. And, and if they win today, this would be – they've gone to state three out of the last four years, right? Uh, you have to go a little further back, but yeah, it'll be two in a row. It'll be two in a row. And two in three a row. this decade, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they lost the – Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was 2012. Yeah. Right, right. But this would be it would be a feather in their hat kind of for, yes. for that program. But yes. I still think that Centennial is the better team. I think so too. It would be a good sounding board for Maple Grove coming into a strong recruiting class coming into next year. So I like that recruiting class. <laughs> <laughs> they are recruiting a very they nice They will be there. Assuming Brock Faber doesn't go to the national development program, Faber, it, will be one of, it will be one of the best groups you'll ever see come in as 10th graders. And same with Eden Prairie. I was talking to Lee Smith yesterday about the excitement for the four sophomores coming. Goes, oh, I can't wait to get those four sophomores. We're going to be really good next year. So. Yeah, and Jack Jensen stays like that could be a really good team. <laughs> really good team. Really good team. Um, but interesting section final is, uh, yes. that will be played on Thursday at Aldrich. Yep. On Six double A. Six double A. Let's hmm. start with the top, this story before. top side of the bracket where Edina beat St. Louis Park, and I'm sorry to anybody from St. Louis Park, but Edina was in control the whole game. Yes. And end of story, and as much as I would love to see St. Louis Park in a state tournament, they got to get by Edina first, and Edina's not going to let that happen. No. And so, Sammy Walker did what Sammy Walker does. I will, Three and one. I will say, um, there was a Edina parent who has a player on the team that yelled out after Sammy scored to put, um, Edina up two nothing. Said Walker, "Come on, let's do something." And it was just—I I didn't know what to say. Dangerous Dave Crosby. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It, it was. It was. It was classic. It, it was pretty funny. He played in a section final himself. Really for, for Blake Bears. For Blake, huh? Funny. Yes. Um, and so then um, on the bottom side of the bracket, Edina will play Wyzetta in the probably the best game of the day. 
Uh, yeah, to, yeah, yesterday's yeah. game was the best game. Against a 3-2 victory over Creighton. Creighton had about 20 chances in the last two minutes. And if you haven't seen the video that Tony took and posted, take a look at this. Gleason's stick was maybe <laughs> maybe a foot away from putting this in with a second left. Yeah. Mind you, Mac Gleason. And he had had a chance three whistles, before, two or three whistles prior to that. At the, at the yeah. Oh, yeah. Mouth of the net, so. uh, yeah. It, it, and he was getting on breakaways, and it was like, oh, my God, Cream's on a break. Oh, my God, it's Matt Cleason. <laughs> it was just like, ah. Yeah, Trevor Wong had a breakaway stop. I believe number 21 from Creighton was like about a, two minutes left in the game. Yeah. I mean, they had they had all the chances in the world to beat Wyzetta and just couldn't get it done. Hats off to Tristan Nelko had a good goal. Great for, game. He played really well. I thought yesterday. Griffin Nets played exceptional in this game as well. Yep. Um, Wyzetta did what they needed to do to win, and it really hats off to them. Now and I thought they were the better team in the first two periods. I thought so, too. They I were thought the better team. They were the better team in the game, too, you know, in the sense that they stood up when they needed to stand up, and they shut down Creighton. You know, Creighton's run-and-gun style can hurt and help you in a lot yeah. of ways. And when you play a defensive style that's really boring to watch sometimes in Wyzetta, anything can happen. With that. Here's a note. I talked to the Wyzetta staff during the game, and they said that, because, uh, yeah, Wyzetta, Creighton hasn't scored on us five-on-five five all year. And they didn't. And they didn't. And they didn't. You know, they, they, all their power play goals in the game over at Schultz, and then yesterday they scored both their goals on the power play. Now, Creighton has given me the most exciting games of the year, I would say, yeah. uh, with the St. Thomas game as well. I mean, do you view this as an upset, Carl, or what do you take on that? Uh, I don't really see it as an upset. I think that when you have two teams that are within the top ten, seated right next to each other, I think you know this was a pick 'em for us last week, and I think two of us took Wyzetta, so I don't think it's a, you know, it's, it's not a real upset. <laughs> I'm checking my pick'ems right now, and it took us 15 minutes. To I took Creighton and both you clowns took Wyzetta, so yep. Hey, clowns yep. are right, right, Carl? The clowns yep. Clowns right. win again. Yep. Seven double A. Seven double A. We'll play the crickets. <laughs> you know, with seven double A, it would have made the um, Holy Family uh, Holy Family Prior Lake game a lot more enjoyable if I could have watched some seven double A stuff come through on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> That's tradition. Uh, it's yep. a tradition. Remember last year you were refreshing the page on Grand Rapids River? Oh my gosh. And it's just Carl's just tweeting out score. Like yeah, I can barely keep up with Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but so East beats Rapids soundly, right, Carl? There wasn't anything of note in that no. game. No, they did what they needed to do. Yep. Um, Duluth Marshall beats Cloquet 6-4. Cloquet put everything against the wall. and the, like They pulled the goaltender with seven minutes left, I think, is one small. Yeah. It's a yeah. long time, but they going? also dug themselves a huge hole, though. It was 3 nothing, you know, while I was still waiting in the lobby to get his heritage. <laughs> Marshall just went up early, and Cloquet really didn't wake up until the third period. And that sort of, you know, sums up Cloquet's season in, in one statement there. You know, they have had their flashes, but, you know, Oakshot Marshall 18-2 to in the third period, but they also have these lapses where they have long stretches where not much happens, and it's hard to, hard to string together a playoff run when you are that inconsistent. Well, Carl's 
longest monologue with trashing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll come back and I'll boost the lumberjacks back up, yeah, and you'll yeah. put their jersey on. Cloquet's yeah. got a good recruiting class of their own coming in, and they have a couple good players that are you know possibly returning. Yeah. yeah. So they got Vanda Langenbrunner's little brother Mason will come in and be on the blue line, and then they got a forward kid named Christian Glass who's just got electric hands. And he'll he'll come in and play top six right away for the lumberjacks. Yeah, and they'll they'll have Stoisanoff still probably yep. and oh, yeah. keep a tree, and then they yep. have Landon still there. Yeah. So Baker twins, yeah. they got Gavin Rasmussen. That team is as good as it gets in seven double yeah. next year. Yeah, future is still uh, bright. Future is still for thank you, yes. Carl, for just <laughs> rounding out the form. But great win by Duluth Marshall. Before I move on, yep, Marshall gave it to him, and they yep. came out and they won the win. So, boom, Marshall's uh, first double A playoff win. Wow. 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 That was just a backhanded compliment there, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really well, yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're in rare form. Is it that barbecue that you made last night or what? Most likely. Well, something like that. <laughs> okay. On the bottom. Eight? Eight? Or are we still no, i got to say seven. the bottom side of the bracket. Because okay. I went to the Elk River Lake Trap oh, Games. Move on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Nine to one. That was keep going. And over. Who's Seven rip. St. Francis. I was going to say Franny. Yeah. Oh, okay, can we move on? Moving on. Yep. Eight double A. Um, Moorhead had a pretty close game with St. Cloud, beating them five nothing. But it was kind of one of those that it was like, okay, two nothing, three yeah. nothing. One of those games St. Cloud had to score first to make it interesting. Now St. Cloud had a good statement game to get to that um, semifinal. They beat Rozo 7-1, to one, which is great. Pretty impressive. For that program. Well, yeah. That program is gonna is there to stay. It's not going back to Tech. No. It's not going back it's to Apollo. Nope. And then on the bottom side of the bracket, Brainerd beat Bemidji 4-1. to one. So, and my upset pick didn't happen there, but St. Michael beat uh, Buffalo in a pretty close game, five to three, and that one was kind of close. Yep, closer than it should have been. Uh, but St. Michael beats Brainerd four to two, and they were in control yeah. when I was watching Twitter. It yeah, felt I felt that way. I listened to this listen one. To and what were some of the takeaways on the game when you were listening to it? Yeah, St. Michael Albertville really came up strong. They you know, put up two quick goals in the first period. I think they were about a minute apart or two minutes apart, and. Uh, we're in control from there on, really. And, you know, Brainerd started chipping away. They started generating more zone time, got some power plays in the second and third periods, but they never managed, managed to get it to a one-goal game. So, STMA pulled away, and this is the Knights' first trip ever to a section final. So, I listened to a very excited radio man at the end there. <laughs> so, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a great week. Caden Sigurd yeah. had a goal and assist for the Knights. And, yeah, like you said, first trip to a section final ever. And, First trip and 18th consecutive for the spot. Oh, man. We're going to hurt now right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why American people basketball. want to hear that. <laughs> right? 18th consecutive. Yep. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It's pretty impressive. All right. Are we ready for Mega Pick? Mega Pick. Uh, Mega yeah. Pick them two weeks in a row, probably. Yeah, but rarely do you get 16 picks in a game. Mega Pick. Mega Pick. Mega Pick. All right. We're going to alternate. Yeah. Uh, between 1AA, 1A, 1AA, back and forth, all the way down. And in this segment, we don't have to pick. We can gooch teams. We can gooch teams because this mm-hmm. is we're going for it. There's no, you know, holds back. So 1A, I'm going to go with East. Where are you guys going, Carl? 
I'm going with these two. I'll go with Lords on this one. They're upset-minded right now. I like yeah, that pick. It's not a terrible pick. Yeah. One, a 1A, I'm going with Lake Bill North. One double Me too. Yeah. Yep. Lake, Lake Bill North. I've seen both the Lake Bill games and Lake Bill North is a better team. All right. We'll stick with you. We'll come back with you, Danny, on the, on the twos. Uh, 2A. 2A. Ooh. Uh, it, it's really the Forno make it out of the Minneapolis game. So because I see I see Mound beating Minneapolis, but I don't see Mound beating Orno, and so I'm going to go Orno on this. Okay, Carl. Well, I feel like I need to be creative somewhere. I still say Mound. I like it. I like it. I'm going Orno, obviously. Uh, Way to take Carl there. <laughs> obviously. <Yeah. laughs> obviously. No, no, I mean, I meant obviously because I wrote a story about sure, Orno that, going why, to right? state. That's right. Uh, I okay. got to ride that. Uh, okay. I got to ride that Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, so Spartan. Okay, all right, here we go. Two I'll, I'll be at the semifinals on Tuesday, by the way. Good for you. Yes. Well, it's down the street. So right, right, right. It's an easy drive. Uh, you could walk. I yeah. Literally Why are you driving? Well, not right now. Yeah. Not, not right now. But not with your bad leg. Dude, you oh, any injury from this <laughs> ball. All right, Danny. We're still in 2AA. Sure. I already know who you're going to pick here. Tonka. Tonka. In the upset win, first time ever win over Holy Family. All right. <laughs> Carl? I'm going to talk up. I'm so far behind you guys. Oh, this is a this is a sucker pick. Don't, oh, don't, he's doing it. He's gonna, gonna do it. it. He's gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. They're the number one. Tonka is the number one team in the state. I just think they're deeper than Holy Family. I'm gonna go Holy Family. I I like their aggressiveness, but I don't know where it goes on Mariucci eyes. I they were so close last year to beating Eden Prairie. I think somehow, some way, they figure out a way to beat Tonka. Yeah, because Matt Anderson's on this team, right? Peter Tabor. Peter Tabor's on. Is James I, Maroney? No. No. Uh, I, still think uh, they got Jared good, I think they got a good blue line. I think they got two really good lines. Yeah, they have They have two good players. Really good <laughs> they are a legit number two seed in this section. I just see Minnetonka. They were so good yesterday. They were very good, but who were they playing? Okay. Yeah, they were really good. All right, uh, 3A. This ought to be fun. Carl gets to go first. 3A. Uh, I'm sticking sticking with Laverne. Danny? I'm going to stick with Lich on this. I, I think Lich has had some quality things, but this section is the hardest to always predict. Yeah, I'm going to – because I can barely name other teams besides, you know, I, I know Hutch – I know Lich, I know New Alm, but I, I, I just got to go with Laverne. Okay, yeah. I just, I just I have no basis in fact other than uh, Laverne. I, my basis for Litchfield is that they played some Wright County Conference yes. teams close, and that, yes. that's my basis. The Laverne, Laverne doesn't play anybody in their conference, and it just makes it hard to jump on that. And when they do play good teams, they don't even, the other teams don't even show up. Ba, ba, ba. Ooh. All right. I saw certain head coaches. Yeah. Well, that wasn't 
That Fong's fault. Well, that was no. What? So. All right. Uh, three double. Hey, that's you, Carl. Let's hear it. Uh, St. Thomas. <laughs> I don't have to ask Danny. You've seen these few. Can these few do it? I've seen both teams. Well, you haven't seen St. Thomas recently. I saw them play against Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking. Oh, oh yeah. I, mm. what, how does uh, East do it, though, Tony? East does it with good. They have a good goaltender. They got big defensemen. And they got two lines that pass really well. Um, and they have a really good power play. So I'm, I'm really... How does St. Thomas do? They have the best. They have everything. St. Thomas has everything. Goaltending. Goaltending. Speed. Speed. I'm gonna go with St. Thomas. I was close on that one. Just (laughs) well, the judge. That was very close. Yeah. I'm going St. Thomas. Okay. Um, four A. Who? I'm going first. It's my. It's back to me. (laughs) I'm going to go Montemita. And Carl, you're second. I'm feeling creative. Still St. Paul. Wow. And I'm going to go Northfield. Wow. I'm go off the rails still on high on Northfield. Still high on Northfield. That a while ago. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, I, I I think the winner of that game kind of has the front seat, although Carl's picking something, Paul. Uh, I like them. I, I just They're stringing together some stuff that – you know, we're going to see a crazy team make this day, and why not be Northfield again? All right. They were okay. third place in the state last year, or fourth place, right? Fourth. Yeah. yeah. Fourth. Sorry. Fourth. They lost the. They beat Matamidi. Yes, they beat Matamidi in there. Come on. All they right. can do it again. Okay. Uh, four double A. I'm going Hill Murray. Carl? Me, me too. Gucci, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Murray. Wow! Oh, wow! One team pick right there. No face. They just plays really well in section finals. They you know? do. <laughs> they really do. I think something about Bill Lackner gets them up to play, and Nick Pierre who makes this interesting. That's what the, that's the missing link that they didn't have last time. You know, like he scored again yesterday. <laughs> he's on fire. I know. I know. Who would have thought an eighth grader would be the difference? Well, it has been before for Hill. I know. <laughs> so I know. it's not surprising. Okay, 5A. Uh, Carl, you get to go first on this one. Hey, before you talk, Carl, oh. we're going to get a lot of texts from Zach, me and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're going to get abuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't get a tweet from Zach, I can assure you that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, 5A, Carl. Uh, oh, this is tough because I, I like. I like the top three teams here, but Monticello, I think, is the proven quantity here. You're going Monticello, Carl? Yeah. Yep. yep. No, Carl. Uh, best player, I think, North. the best team, North Branch. Ooh, sneaky. I'm tempted to take Pine City on this one. Do it. I don't think that's a bad pick. Just Chicago is also not a bad pick. Let's be honest. But I think section—if you go by section record—I think Monticello's 
undefeated section. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you're I'm going to stay safe on this one. I'm going to save a couple of my sneaky picks for later on. I really hope that Chicago does not make it to state because they have some of the ugliest jerseys from a couple of years ago. Oh, they're ago. awful. Yeah, so awful. They were so bad. They were Worst ever. And yellow, which is their colors. They make gold. They're, they're, but then I they saw the like Swan Cup last year. They had the weirdest it script. Gold. It was gold. It, they had the weirdest script going on. It was like some Middle Eastern like, ages, like, letters that were not – you didn't even know it was the Chicago. No, it, it just looked like something vomited on the front of their jersey. <laughs> really? It was green and gold. No, the worst jersey ever assembled, I think it was like 2009, Rochester Lords. It didn't even match. Vertical stripes, socks? Blue helmets and and purple breezers. The vertical stripes, socks. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> ever. It doesn't even match. <laughs> All right, five double. Here we go. You're up. No, five double. It's Carl still. You go first. Centennial. Centennial. All right, Danny? I think Centennial can score goals. I yeah. think it's the team that's going to score. I'm not arguing with Centennial. We're going Goocher on that one. I took Centennial. Hyder could make it interesting, but. Yes, he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, six A. You're up, Danny. I know what you're going to say. Uh, cathedral. <laughs> Talk about scoring goals. And then I'm going to go Cathedral as well. Carl, you're going Cathedral? Yep. We'll do some. All right. It's going to be a very good game, and it's going to be a lot different than the first time. Like uh, I, I smell another Gucci coming here. Edina. Are we all Edina across the board? Yeah. seen that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we are. For the, for the sake of brevity, here we go. Now, now, Pat... Could do weird things with Wyzetta. You can get them up to play. And it's going to be. But if you were in Duluth or if you were somewhere and you saw a tweet that we died at Wyzetta 1, would your eyes pop out of your head? Yes. Yes. I'm not picking against that. Yeah. Uh, 7A. Anybody want to go against Tarmac down here? I will. I'll take Greenway. I'll take Greenway too. Guys, I, well, Greenway is going to play two lines. We know that. Germantown only their top line has pretty much all their points. Yep. So, uh, I think this is one of the best games. Yeah. Right? Of all the ones on here, that's one I'm of the best. Games. It, it, really looking forward to this on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, that's and, yeah. sweated out. Yeah, Carl's lucky the oldies on that one. Carl's lucky one. that he's going to get a good one. What there. night is that? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. So that's the same night, obviously, as Mariucci, but it's also the same night as 8AA as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and so 3A, 3A is that night. I got lots of choices. Okay. Lots of choices. Okay. Um, 7AA. We have still a semifinal to be played here. I believe... Oh, who went first? Danny, you go first. I go first. I'm going to pick E. I think... Um, what... What do they say in Blues Brothers? We're on a mission from God. Like, they're on a mission right now. Uh, Carl, what are you going to go with? Uh, I'll give you three guesses as to who I'm going to pick. Andover. Andover, Elk, Elk River. River. Elk River. Duluth Marshall. Well, there you go. Be Andover because cause Ken, has Elk River ever won at Anslow? Yeah, they've made second they? finals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. So they have one then. Um, I'm going to go at East as well. Speaking of East, are we all East Grand Forks in the 8A? I, think. I am. 
Yep. Uh, all right. And an eight double A. Anyone want to take St. Michael? Nope. Wouldn't be surprised because more has kind of been fluky sometimes, but this season. But yeah, I, first time ever in a section final. That's really bode well for you no. when you're playing somebody who's been there 18 times in a row. No, <laughs> I like that pick. I like that. We are done with the picks. Any final thoughts from from the uh, court jesters today on high school hockey? Shut up, Carl. Tony's got to talk now. Fine. I have I have no takes other than I want to a shout out to uh, everyone who made uh, yesterday possible. Uh, all the different tweeters who work for us, photographers who work for us. Uh, I thought we did a heck of a job, and huge shout out to uh, you guys for helping us pick the a great set of Player of the Year award uh, finalists. Uh, it was fun. Funny interviewing those kids this past week all over the state. I will say one thing. For me, it's fun this time of the season because you always get to see everybody again. You know, mm-hmm. Randy from Hibbing from up north hockey, seeing Louis St. George beating him for the first time. That was a lot of fun. So it is cool kind of seeing that. And Carl, maybe not as much seeing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You see me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, any yeah. final, final takes? Uh, you know, after, well, let's say, a fairly tame first week of the playoffs, I I think we're just going to be in for something crazy at some point this week, so I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun, and uh, it's the best time of the year, so let's drink it all in. I am looking forward to it as well. It's going to be a crazy week uh, for Carl in Duluth. Uh, thanks for joining us. Danny here, and a huge shout-out to the Red and Black Week for their continued support uh, of our programming here on the High School Hockey Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. These looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 